What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 264 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. After a month-long layoff from recording a show, we're back with a new episode. I'm joined today, as usual, by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, and this particular show touches on a little bit of everything. The three of us had not been together since last year, and we discuss everything from G-Day to optimistic feelings about fans in the stands for sporting events this year to coaching changes in the SEC and, of course, the Super Bowl. And a programming note for y'all, this episode has some political and COVID discussions at the beginning, so if you'd like and just want to hear the sports, you can skip to the 20-minute mark for all of that content for the show. All right, good to be back. Hope you enjoy episode 264. Well, here, let's pop them a little bit. Yeah, that's right. So, um... Don't be stuck drink yourself. I want to, um... Hold on. I want to make sure that this sounds good. So, let me read this real quick, Tony, before you open it. It says, Hey there, Will, Tony, and Scott. I just wanted to say thank you for all you do for us dog fans. Listening to you guys during the season is a joy and one of the most anticipated podcasts on the week. I feel like I am one of the guys just hanging out and chatting about our dogs. It really brings me back to the time I spent in Athens at UGA and going to all the games during the late 90s and early 2000s. Sometimes I feel like I'm back in the student section watching a game again, and it makes me remember how special those times were, especially now. In the box, I have a few things that I think will make all of us, and you guys quite happy. Scott, I know that you don't drink as much as the rest of us, but I know from listening that you do enjoy some light beers, so I sent you some for my local brewery here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Tony, I found one of the Maker's bottles you talked about a few months ago that is dipped all the way down. I know it's not the Maker's we all love, but I'm hoping it's as good as the norm. Plus, I had my daughter paint you guys a painting for your wall of fame not that it needs to be hung in a prime spot, but we're all bulldogs in this family, and I wanted you to have a little art from a 10-year-old dog fan. Mays, you all enjoy the nine wonderful things from my family to yours, and know that you guys are loved and appreciated for all the hard work and fun. Sorry, I seem to have lost the 10th thing <laughs> I wanted to send. Ha. Have a great new year, and I look forward to a great season with more amazing podcasts from the backyard. Signed, Shano. This is uh, from Shannon Bowling. He says, P.S. Scott, you're not alone in your jersey, love. Oh, so, man. yeah, that was, this came last week, and I was kind of like, oh. And so it looks like he sent, uh, is this a crowler? Wait, did he, did he send this to your home? Uh, yeah. That's a, yeah. Uh, it's not a growler. It's a. Um, it says spiced lager, but no, can. this is like a Foster's can almost. And then he sent some uh, tropical pale ale. This one called Sandy Jorts. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. This one is called. Siesta Cerveza, Mexican style lager. That's the one I'm going to try. But yeah, this uh, this is from Tul- this is some a brewery in Tulsa, Welltown Brewing. Um, yeah, cheers. So cheers. thanks, Shannon, my friend. Shannon Bowling. Uh, I think he's on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he's on Twitter, uh, but yeah. Well, but yeah, that was a surprise last week when, it, when very, it all showed. Very kind. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're taping this week. We, yeah. So, so we we can able to uh, to to enjoy this. Thanks, Shannon. That is pretty awesome. And I have to say, we were just saying before we came in here. Has this been? I mean, when's the last time we were together for a show? Forever. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah right after. Right after the. No, we didn't get together. We we did we a did post game podcast Zoom, right? Yeah. So it was December. It's been yeah. two months. It's been it's been it's been a couple. I think it's about a month and a half. 
and a lot has happened in both Georgia sports and otherwise uh, since then. But uh, I feel like we all comfortably are in a good, good, and hopefully better place uh, at this point. So thank you for that drink. It's just honestly good to see you guys. Uh, I just I've seen Scott's children, and they all have beards now. Yeah. Like I literally <laughs> left them alone, which is weird for, for, his, for his daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I was actually referring to Jennifer. Uh, well, yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, she, thank, thank goodness he sent us booze because Jennifer's gotten into the uh, the podcast yeah, stash. Was, yeah. yeah, no, we would have been. We would have really been. Shannon, I don't think you understand. I didn't think about it. And Jennifer had drank the last bit of our podcast stash, and so before I was able to go retrieve the makers, uh, Tony and Will were kind of like, yes, we were out here, man, where's our stuff, man? For the record, I gave Jennifer some shit for it, but honestly, respect. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> um, no, sh- uh, sh- trust me, the cast strength makers is yeah. top shelf stuff. Uh, I am always a fan, um, and thank you so much for sending that because we. Uh, it will not go to waste. No, one and two. We'll it keep it away from Jennifer when y'all aren't here. Well, I say not go to waste. I mean, what Will and I don't drink tonight, uh, <laughs> Jennifer will have done by the time we get home, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, or thereabout if she doesn't but, come out here. But no, I have missed you guys. This has been good. This is. I'm glad to get this going. I feel like uh, the world changes so quickly and so dramatically now that it really has been a long time uh, since uh, um, since I've seen you guys. And yeah, so we're we're certainly overdue. Well, I mean, and we'll get to the George stuff a lot when we last left you. Georgia has just vanquished the mighty Bearcats mm-hmm. of Cincinnati. And a, let's not forget, a truly awesome, exciting <laughs> Spectacular. The best bowl game? It was. Right? I mean, and I'm, I'm trying to be objective when I say that, but, um, you know, not being objective. I don't think I have to be objective. It was a really good ball game. Um, you know, last time we were in person, the idea of vaccines uh, for COVID were just merely a concept or yeah. uh, barely being rolled out. Um my parents have bo- both gotten their second shots. Yeah, my parents are scheduled to get their second shot in a week. Um, I, I, some, I I know some people who have gotten, like, friends of the podcast, like yeah. Wayne's had his shots. Oh, that's um, great. I didn't know yeah, that. That's yeah, great. well, he, he's, he's in nursing school now. Yeah, I knew that, but um, I just didn't know he'd gotten his shots. And it's also... Um, Hello, Jennifer, hey, by Jennifer. the way. We were just Jennifer, talking just about to see you. Jennifer just I, walked I, out I here really on her hands and knees everybody, she's so been in our bourbon. I had nothing to do with that. I disagree with that assessment. I heard you yell my name, Jennifer, in a very disapproving manner. That is, I respectfully disagree. That if, if it came across as disapproving, I obviously apologize. <laughs> Y'all just waited too late to record a podcast. Correctly. <laughs> Correctly um, respect. So, but, you know, we uh, will. I understand that with any luck, your kids will be back in school in a week or two or well, three. Uh, the first grader will be back on March 1st. Okay. And uh, William, the third grader, will be back on March 15th which we will take. I know that, uh, um, uh, for the record, uh, I think we've had some uh, a Coney versus Clark versus Jackson versus Oglethorpe conversations. I find it impossible, increasingly impossible, to argue that uh, Coney and Jackson and Oglethorpe were correct about this the entire time, and uh, Clark is finally, uh, with precautions, uh, getting back on board. But uh, well, uh, it, I, I, it is frustrating <clears throat> for me. Don't well, I promise we're not going to have a political conversation other than runoffs, baby! Uh, other than that, <laughs> other than that little moment, um, uh, uh, I will say that uh, uh, for those of my political, particular political persuasion, I am not sure they have necessarily covered themselves in glory as it, uh, when it comes to paying attention to the science on these sort of things. So to see uh, to see Clark County back uh, is obviously a relief for a lot of uh, uh, parents and kids at schools. Uh, for a long, and frankly, for a lot of teachers. I yeah. think that, that gets really lost in a lot of this. Uh, from uh, everybody, uh, this is a difficult situation for a lot of people, uh, but uh, from my experience, 
students, the number of teachers that are very eager to get back uh, is a clear plurality. Yeah, and so I want to make sure that we're clear about this. Uh, my, Scott and I, our, our kids both go to Oconee County High School, Oconee Middle, and one Oconee uh, Elementary School. Uh, for Scott, uh, all, all my kids are older, and I'll have a driver, like a legal driver, can leave the house by herself in two weeks. Um, and I'm not freaked out by that, but, you know, I had to go fund me for her insurance. So, <laughs> go fund uh, me for your blood pressure medication. <laughs> right. So, um, but, you know, the one thing I will say, essentially, because Chris and I had this very conversation tonight while I was uh, out on the porch cooking. Um, we, By the way, we picked the nicest weather we've had. In, oh, yeah, I'm wearing half. shorts, and I'm like yeah, the guy that's always cold. Yeah, yeah. I have a coat on just out of a habit. Yeah, I'm, but, yeah. I'm wearing shorts. So Scott and I are dressed almost exactly alike. Actually, we're twins. Uh, but my goatee's not thick. The um, you know the conversation we had is about mask mandates, and and I that is certainly well plowed land. Um, I don't want you listening to this thinking that somehow Oconee has has solved the magic bullet, but it it does feel like increasingly that whatever decision was made about uh, let's go back to school. Let's actively encourage mask if in the and how that has played out. I will tell you that um, I really would hate to think what my my two high schoolers and middle schoolers what their lives would be like if they have not have been in school for the past time. And I don't say that in any way, shape, form, or fashion to denigrate whatever decisions were made in other jurisdictions. But I am happy to say that that is a um, I, I'm glad that our kids were given that option because it. it it's not only made their lives better, it's made our lives better. I mean, it, I mean again, like, you know, one of the worst parts about this, because, uh, you know, originally they were supposed to come back on January 19th, and then they postponed it, which was why worry in the first place. Right. If you don't, if you postpone it once, you yeah. You, you gonna, said that back in the fall. You're, you're just going to postpone it again. You Inertia have, is easy. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. set a date and you have to stick to it. And one of the hard, and, we, and for the record, Clark lost a lot of families because of the January 19th thing. Yeah, like they, there are people that stuck it out through the first semester, but once they got to that point and like, wait, really, you're still not coming back? Uh, I think they lost a lot of families because of that, and that's a privilege for the record for a family to be able to choose to go somewhere else. There's no question about that. Um, but uh, you know, to me, the 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 hardest part has been that the kids have actually gotten better at the virtual school, which is bad. Like they've gotten more comfortable with it. They've gotten more slack. As the day has gone along, uh, it was weird for them at first, and now it's not weird for them, and that's bad. So, uh, to well, there's get, a novelty factor, right? Yeah, and, and now now they're like really comfortable with it, you know, in a way that I do not think is good at all. So we're uh, we're I know I don't want to turn this into a whole school conversation, but uh, uh, when you're the one of the two or three counties in the entire state. Uh, that's not open in the face of overwhelming, I would argue, scientific evidence. And as someone that has been screaming for 10 months to listen to the science, uh, to hear, to see people who I thought were alongside me screaming that for 10 months, suddenly uh, not listening to the science is frustrating, to, uh, to be entirely honest. And um, Which is why I'd like to argue once along that I was never this far left. I'm a centrist. I've always been a centrist. <laughs> and so uh, so the, the, uh, uh, the idea of this has always been a little frustrating. But yeah, so I'm glad uh, I, I do not, in the same way that I do not believe a lot of the political quote political things we've seen since we've gotten together but last are really about uh, being conservative or liberal at all. I feel like this is another one of those. And I feel like uh, this is the same problem I've been arguing about across the board. People just kind of pick their little sides and will not listen to any evidence uh, one way or the other on the other side. And uh, this is proof that that happens among people that I agree with uh, as well as it happens with people that I disagree with. 
Yeah, so uh, on campus, um, of course, I, I work on campus and I go every day. Um, you know, it, it still feels a little bit like summer school. Uh, I think there are still a, a fair number of students, both undergrad and certainly in the law school, that are either hybrid or going remotely. Um, I, uh, I actually talked to uh, a friend of mine whose daughter is a freshman at Georgia, uh, and she finally got she finally moved on campus and is like participating in the campus experience. Uh, it's interesting. I have uh, someone else I know and work with who's um, uh, who's a student at a, a Pac-12 school. Um, they're not. Uh, they're not. If they come on campus, it's still all remote. And yeah. they uh, they decided um, she and her roommate are living in Athens with their, his family. So they can have a college experience. Yeah. Um, and for the record, I do think it's a different college. The college situation is different. It's totally different. Than yeah. Grade school. Of course. Like of my course. first grader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes. Uh, so, but I was, I was simply pointing out that those of you that worried about the University of Georgia, um, and, and we certainly will get to some sports in a second, but uh, we will. I promise. I, um, I have to admit, we're having discussions about fall and like we and things in our office about events we will have or, or potentially have. It's still weird because we don't know what the guidance is going to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I certainly hope with increasing uh, vaccination use uh, and continued vigilance um, and just listening to science, right? Um, and and again, I, I don't want to I don't I don't want to um, get Will going down a rabbit hole because he assured me he, he won't. It really doesn't hurt to have someone in leadership who considers things without. Uh, Taking the the blandest political grab, yeah. and I don't think there's any and, question. And, 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 and I'll I, just leave it at that. And I feel like the school thing has been an example of how, like the people that I agree with on general most things, they're prone to the same things. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, that, and so, um, so we're here to talk about. I'm uh, for the record. The, I, I want to take one thing off of this is to change this into sports. I do feel like there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about a lot of stuff moving forward. COVID-wise and vaccination-wise, we all talked about how like my parents have been vaccinated. You're in, and we're and within like, a we're, week of everyone's having the there. Shot. How, has your dad? How about your dad's? You yeah, he gets his second shot. I think sometime this week. Oh, yeah. awesome! That's, That's great, awesome. man. Yeah. Like it is. It is a good situation. And I'm so. I mean, guys, I'm excited. I am like literally four weeks away from going to hug my parents again. I know. And, and for what it's worth, like I know. I think. David Leonard from the New York Times has written a lot of stories about how frustrating the COVID messaging, the vaccine messaging has been. Like the fact is, if because you've heard the thing about Johnson and Johnson, it's like sixty five percent effective, and you're like, oh no, sixty five percent, but that's not good. But it's sixty five percent against you getting the virus. It is a hundred percent effective against you getting in, uh, in getting hospitalized, and a hundred percent effective against you dying. Which to me, like I have to tell you, if I were to get the virus, but it didn't make me sick at all, and it was not making anyone that had the vaccine sick, I don't care. <laughs> and so, like at a certain level, uh, uh, I feel like tell the, the messaging now seems to be well, you still have to be as careful as you were before you got the the vaccine. Uh, uh, if you've gotten all the, all the way through, and while I understand that, like. There's always this point zero zero one percent of these things. I'm sorry, but if you are, uh, and I've said this a couple of times, but like if you get all the vaccine and go through the two weeks afterwards to get your antibodies bad up, and you still can't go and do anything without worrying about getting COVID, that's not a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and I think the mo- I think scientists by nature. Are hesitant and scared and a little well, they're careful. risk averse. They're risk averse, yeah. which, which I get. I mean, they're scientists. I, that's the right play. But like any sort of like person that pays attention, is like 
you're like no one's gonna say you're fine because all you do is say like we're a litigious world. But like on the whole, if you've got a COVID, like I want my parents to go to Vegas after they get yeah. the vaccine. I want them to go to Vegas. Dad's going to spring training. They're gonna go to Biloxi and do the whole do the whole casino and potential black for me, the, man. The, the, what you're supposed to do. What I've been waiting for them to not spend their retirement stuck in a house doing, and I'm elated for them. And I, I encourage uh, everybody to do the right thing. But when you get your I, – I honestly truly believe when you get your vaccine and you get your antibodies built up, like if you go into a grocery store, you should still wear a mask. Absolutely. Everyone's still wearing a mask. But otherwise, like I think you can – like what's the point of getting a vaccine if you can't go do – Well, and that's, and that's part of the messaging. And, and um, I, I think – so, you know, Will, I, I think this is a – you do not speak on behalf of all media, and I do not pretend like you do, but as a keen observer of um, both the industry and have been part of the transition from whatever media was when you went to college mm-hmm. to what it is now, um, is it fair to say that the there's a element of um, doom mongering in uh, in headlines? I'm not saying like I'm not saying like New York Times is doing it, but I'm yeah, saying I mean, some there the there are some right. Yeah. I mean NPR had a piece on like vaccine might not mean freedom to go do. I don't remember the, it was yesterday. Um, and I, I felt like, wow, that's a really, that's a really interesting take uh, from an organization that normally I, I respect to be kind of even handed because Will's right. It's not a vaccine. If, if you're still stuck in your house, right. It's like, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I think we're now to the point where um there will come a point in a, in a couple of years where we don't have to worry about masks. I mean, we don't have to. I mean, I think it's before a couple of years. It, it, it might be, I think it's it a flu be, vaccine. It might be. It's, it's a flu, flu vaccine. vaccine. And that's where I was going. It's like yeah. we this will be a flu vaccine in two years. Yeah. Right. And I and that's fine. But the other part about it, and, and we have a tendency to overinflate. Humans have a tendency to overinflate the current moment. Um, and that's not to say that the pandemic hasn't been a massive moment and probably with any luck, the biggest moment of my lifetime. Um, but the, you know, 2000, I'm sorry, 1918 people also thought the Spanish flu would forever alter the way the world worked. And then the roaring twenties happened. And then the how ro- about some roaring twenties? Who's with me? Yeah. Sign me up. That's why we don't love- have the thirties. Yeah. Um, I, I do want the thirties cause I want to go, I want to watch this finally play at Texas A&M, but I think I'm going to be out of gas to be <laughs> roaring too much. In the yeah. Place. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a way to get us into sports because, like, to me, like, this is, like, I, and again, famous last words because we haven't got through the NCAA tournament yet, but I do feel like there is a reason to feel like baseball is starting. I think that there's... Uh, yeah, pitchers and catchers reporting a week, right? Yeah, and I think there's a lot of good reason to think that, yeah, you're going to see COVID, but you're not in the thick of it, in the teeth of it, like you were with the NFL and you were with college, college football. There are variants and there are concerns about that, but, like, on the whole, we're not in the teeth of it anymore. Numbers are down across the country. They're definitely down here. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that there's reason to be... Like we, we've talked we've talked with Robert Wolf about this, about uh, me being more optimistic about that game in Charlotte. Yeah, about being a full stadium. Yeah, maybe it's not a full stadium. I still think it's probably certainly really. possible yeah. that that's a that's a full stadium. I, I think dismissing that it's a full stadium is a mistake. I think there's a very real chance that the, that, that stadium is full, and there's de- and it's definitely going to happen, and yeah. there's definitely going to be some fans in the stands. Yeah, and so for me, 
what what my goal for all of this when it came to college football and kind of what we're here for do we get to get back to a tailgating experience in September like uh, like that's what like the season was weird and everything was strange across the board and but to be the weirdest part was game days were just like this weird like you didn't like it wasn't anything at all what college football is about yeah and i'm not downplaying the basketball experience right, right. it felt like it was like basketball games you show up you show up a few minutes early might yeah. have a drink at the car yeah. go in the game leave the game go home yeah. right it wasn't the thing. Um, it's man, so fun. You're, so like, fun. you're lucky yeah. to get to have it, oh, yeah. but it's not no. what makes college football college football. I cannot, specifically what makes Georgia Georgia. I cannot wait to show up at 7 o'clock and set up a tailgate and have my first bourbon at 9.15. And by 9.15, I mean 7.45. And um, like to spend a whole day on campus around other Bulldog fans. I am so excited, y'all. So excited, and I understand that media people. I, there are you're right that me there is me there is a clear pessimism bias. I don't think there's any question. But there's several reasons for that. Nate Silver's talked about that, but about kind of the reason for 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 pessimism bias. I mean, it, I mean, at the very least, I mean, no one writes a news story about like today. Lead news story is six o'clock news. Everything went normal. Everything today. went great today. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Like that's not right. what the news is. And, and, the news is about change. And the that's news never, is about and that's never been the case. It's and, about unexpectedness. Yeah. Like I don't think it's like. But that said, uh, I do think that um, there are just many, many reasons. I think also people are emotionally hedging a little bit, to be entirely honest, uh, because it's been a lot, and people are wary to get back to yeah. a normal thing. But uh, to me, I am very optimistic uh, to the point where I think that. We should all feel optimistic about having a normal, uh, a, a not a hundred percent normal, but ninety to ninety-five percent normal college football season next year. And man, I take it. Well, I think that's a good lead-in to talk about the Georgia Illinois talent pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, when you last, it's nice to have a farm team. You <laughs> right? know, it really well, I is. think I think it's good. You know, I think it it's uh, it's a true testament to to, to Bert and what he's going to do in Champaign. <laughs> um, we haven't even talked about Bert. Well, when we last left you. Prather Hudson played for the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. He is now an Human victory cigar. Fighting Illini. <laughs> and uh, based on when we last saw Burt uh, playing uh, playing offense at the University of Arkansas, I think Prather Hudson's going to get some touches. <laughs> I think that uh, he definitely feels like the uh, – um, I think – you know, it's funny. We don't, I really don't want to turn this into Illinois stuff. But I think there's reason to be excited about Burt. And I think that, like, the idea that – um, uh, it's it's. I think it's. I think it's a good sign that, uh, like you know, Illinois got an Alabama offensive lineman that transferred. Yeah, like they got they got some like dudes that transferred that are no offense to Prather Hudson, sold sold out for Prather Hudson, but like that are actual like legit people. The response to Prather Hudson was not like, oh my gosh, we got someone from Georgia. We have wow, a starting running back. Hudson. It was like, hey, yeah, we might have a spot for for this game. Maybe we can fit him in somewhere, which I think is probably speaks well to Illinois, and I think speaks well for. Well, uh, I, I think that the understanding about Prather Hudson is that he's still going to be a special teams guy and backup running back at Illinois. He probably but, just wants a master in industrial labor relations. Um, well, it probably would be handy to not have like six future NFL players ahead of you <laughs> on the depth chart. Uh, so he does not have that at Illinois. So. I, I, but I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought up. I'm glad we talk, get to talk about Bert for a minute because he, like Lane Kiffin, he's a – it's good for college football to have him. He's a yeah. treasure, right? Yeah. He is. Um, he is going to be good for it. Look, anybody that met their their spouse at a blackjack table in Vegas, I'm here for. Right? I'm yeah. just. I'm just here for. I was just with my dad. I really. And this is uh, related to Georgia stuff. I actually feel like he's the Tom Crean of football. 
I think that makes mm. like a lot of sense. A guy that like went like kind of crapped out high profile his next like Crean went to Indiana and crapped out and needed to like get out of coaching for a couple of years and like figure out what he wanted to do and like and Bel- and obviously uh, Bert went to go work for Belichick, but like then came back to a situation at a school much like Georgia basketball. Illinois football is a place where you can, if you do well there, you will be. Yeah, Universally, well, yeah, right, yeah. six, six and six, right. If if Crean gets into the tournament at Georgia, he has done gold. If if he, if Burt wins seven games, at Illinois, he'll be a hero. And they, they seem like similar kind of reclamation jobs for both the school and the coach, which makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So what happened with Georgia? I said, hey, did you guys see um, uh, that? Uh, apparently, one of the uh, backup quarterbacks, one of the walk-on quarterbacks at Georgia, his father is like a coach. <laughs> I think that was just a I think it was a recruiting point to get the kid to come play at Georgia yeah, as a walk-on. I think I saw that. Um, <laughs> but a year it's, it's early, nice. yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a, a, like in college basketball recruiting. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, have your dad. Um, you're our assistant coach. I assume uh, we're talking about Gunnar Stockton's dad. Yes, yes. Um, so you know, uh, Agent Muschamp has has been welcomed home. And um, I, uh, I have feelings, guys. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think I tweeted two minutes after he got fired from South Carolina that Kirby eventually is going to find a spot for him to be an analyst. It's, it makes a ton of sense. He is going to wind up as a defensive coordinator somewhere in major college football again. To have, I, I have, I have agitated for some time that Kirby needs someone he trusts as a former head coach to help him take the next step. And and I've had long Twitter threads about oh, lots of stuff, but I've had long Twitter threads specifically about uh, end of half and end of game coaching decision Kirby makes. And uh, for better or for worse, Will Muschamp has been around the block, right? Um, and has done it in the SEC. Um, I, I was, I was hoping Texas would finally bring him home, but uh, <laughs> the, that he is at Georgia. I don't objectively, I don't see it as a bad thing because he is he's a good defensive mind, uh, right? Lest we forget, um, he he solved Georgia's offense in nineteen and everyone else used it the rest of the year. Um, and I don't I don't say that I say that with some res- begrudging respect. What put a third string quarterback in? Uh, <laughs> uh, he, no, I'm nineteen under 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 Nick Fromm. So remember, remember we lost South Carolina. You blanked that out. Yeah, I don't but, blame you. But no, no, the, no. South Carolina had a third string quarterback. I think right and still game. beat us. Right. Um, was that with the quarterback also play on defense? Because that would explain some stuff. Yeah, uh, it was. It was bad. Yeah. That was when we coined Nick, wasn't it? Or Chris? Or yeah. I think it was Nick. No, I, th- I think I think Will was having some some moments himself about Nick from. Yeah, but then we were no, right. That was, that was like, from Boner. I actually just called him Nick from. Like, <laughs> yeah, by accident for no reason. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's then right. I kept doing it, and then I was and like, then he became Nick from because yeah, right. when he was crappy, yeah. he was Nick. If yeah. we were, get, if we were uh, really good at making T-shirts like uh, seven six or something, we would have had a Nick from T-shirt out like three days later. Yeah. yeah. Well. we're <laughs> We're busy talking and not doing. <laughs> yeah. um, That's so one of my favorite things about us. Scott, it's probably the it's probably the defining thing about us. Um, so I think it's a good good move. I, it, it's the move that makes the most sense uh, for for he and uh, for, he, for he and his family, right? To to get paid twelve million dollars from the University of South Carolina and three hundred thousand from Georgia mm-hmm. to basically sit in a room and do what NASA does, which is you know think of that that you know the guys in the front of the room aren't thinking of. And I, I, in fact, I kind of like that Georgia is 
a place where you can go. Like it's that's very Saban esque, right? Yeah, to have like yeah. a coach who is kind of getting his reputation back and trying to work it through some stuff to come be an advisor or to be a uh, to be a creative consultant. Uh, well, I mean, like it's good. Yeah, I mean, like that's uh, what you want Georgia to be at. But Butch, Butch Jones has graduated from washing Saban's truck to standing near the sideline to standing on the sideline to stand at the sideline staring at a GA wearing a headset to coach at Arkansas State. Yeah. And um, that is, uh, I, if it were anybody but Will Muschamp, we were like, wow, we have Florida's a, Florida yeah. and South Carolina's former coach, the coach in waiting at Texas and the former defensive coordinator of Auburn yeah. is an analyst at Georgia, right? If that name was not Will Muschamp, if it was not mm-hmm. all the nonsense and, and crap he spouted at Florida and South Carolina – you, you can't wholly discount that as well. He's just coach at Florida and South Carolina. Well, we, you know, he's, he almost threw the Brian Van Gorder path, but um, he's still coaching too, right? Van Gorder uh, at Youngstown State, maybe I don't know. Um, he's probably coaching with Tater Bowden at uh, Louisiana Lafayette or wherever he is. There's <laughs> um, always a Bowden hanging around. There's always a Bowden hanging around. Um, but I, I and on the balance, I think it is. It's a good thing for Georgia to have. A very, very, very good defensive mind, uh, essentially breaking down, breaking down game film, and frankly, Kirby really trusts him, and that's that's where it boils down to. Um, and, and he's done he's done good yeoman work at Florida and in South Carolina, making them bad. And, and I'm we'll not sure that. I would want him to be like the defensive coordinator because then it turns into something else. That it yeah. turns into a bigger like this is right. This plus, is plus. I think. It, I mean. I think if you were to play even odds, I would say he's going to be a defensive coordinator somewhere next year. Yeah, and, or two and years. yeah. But the point is, like, this is the year where you can like. This just feels like a year where he gets to chill out. Like part of the Muschamp thing too is. Like, since he got the jobs, everyone's just like, vroom, on Muschamp. And, like, he's a big figure everywhere he goes, and he's a target everywhere he goes. He doesn't have to be a target here in the same way that Sarkeesian didn't have to be a target at Alabama or Kiffin didn't have to be a target at Alabama. You just get to do smart guy stuff. So what does he do on game days? Is he on the field or is he? I would Ooh. guess he'd be. A, no? Yeah, no, he's not. So. He's a, he does not have an on-the-field uh, yeah. position. Okay. I, I, I don't, but he'll have it. He'll be there. He's I don't, not going to be coaching. I don't know how that works. I mean, there is because you used to see Butch Jones like you see him out of the corner of like the television screen. He's standing there. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. Yeah, that was. I would think he'd be in a booth somewhere. Yeah, that pr- probably so. makes the best. Or at home, watching on TV. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, a lot, of the, a lot of times they are. Yeah, yeah, they'll watch that on TV. Oh, or they'll, you know, they'll be there for the pregame. They'll be at the yeah. Georgia Center doing game prep and things like that. But yeah. they, they won't, they won't go to the stadium. Um, think of it as almost like it's like a coach in temporary exile. Yeah, where the, like, yeah. Like they just like. I they, mean, it's, it's the know. same in school for wayward boys. I yeah, mean, that's exactly right. what it is. Um, are, should we touch on Tennessee? Or yes. Is that yes. No. I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love I didn't to. know if it merited its own special podcast and like with Cyrus. I'd like but, for you to break down just all the craziness. That's oh my happened. god, y'all! I'm so happy. And right they paid a, they paid a search yeah. firm that ended up hiring Josh Heupel. I mean, the AD. I don't know. Yeah, the Heupel who. Actually, probably moved to Knoxville with it was hanging out in the AD's bedroom. Exactly. Until, yeah. Um, so if you haven't been paying attention, if you haven't, you've missed some high drama. Um, I think, like one of the things I will say that Tennessee did what Auburn did in the hiring Parson. Right? They told everybody to sit down and shut up and made a decision, which is great. I, I think that is admirable on Tennessee's part because it had it was very Tennessee for a while. The whole it was what like the last one. Yeah, when like well, let's hire someone except Clay Travis doesn't like it. Yeah, so let's let's. Yeah, I mean honestly, that's what it was last time. Yeah, I don't know. No one's yeah. zero people are debating that. Yeah. But uh, they they brought in Danny White, 
And then Danny White went through the kafabe of playing. Uh, he was a great uh, quarterback for the Cowboys. Yeah, he was. He was a great. Quarterback. Actually, I had no idea. His, his brother is the head basketball coach of Florida. I had no idea. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Mike White's his brother. <laughs> yeah. His dad's the AD at Duke. <laughs> yeah. I think I knew his dad was AD at Duke. I did not yeah, know and that. Like, co- I think his sister is like an uh, assistant basketball coach somewhere. Like they're like a, the Royal Tannenbaums. They're like the Royal Tannenbaums <laughs> or you know, the Windsors. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and his uh, cousin runs uh, UFC. No. Dana White. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, clearly. You just keep going. Um, it's yeah. like but, um, <laughs> so easy. So I, I, think, I think it's going to be interesting to <laughs> see how he does. At, Dana White's definitely would be the dumb guy in that family. I don't think there's right? any question. Anyway, go, sorry, go ahead. Um, I, it's going to be interesting to see how he does um, because he, he, he got to behave a certain way at Central Florida, uh, and that certain way was um, – Put a rap on the um, – Cop cars is a national championship, right? But the grieved little brother, right? Right? Uh, you know, boxing the nose of Alabama. That the only good thing about Georgia on, on second twenty six, we didn't have to put up with uh, UCF, yeah, right? True. That's, uh, I mean, frankly, true. true. Um, but you know, boxing the ear, boxing the ears of Alabama, or, or boxing the nose of Alabama a little bit. You know, playing the well, Florida won't play us. The whole thing, oh, the two for one thing, right? Right? Exactly. Um, so it um, is going to be interesting to see how he handles it because. Frankly, some coaches have not some some people in athletics have not risen to the occasion of being. I mean, Tom Herman's a good example. Tom Herman at Texas. I mean, the his shtick got old because it was no. They were no longer the sparky under underdogs who were like just we're it's us against the world. I mean, you, that won't play at the University University of Tennessee for very long. And there have been some indications that is very you know a lot of five star heart comments are going to come and. That's going to get old fast, and I'm here for it. Um, I, I I think it's worth drawing a contrast between not forget this the coaching hire, but the athletic director hire. Yeah, like uh, Danny White for all of, you know. I think he's had a lot of success in Central Florida, but he's also a very high profile personality. Mm-hmm. He is clearly someone that like he's the way that athletic directors often are, where there is an up and coming. Whitman's got he's got Whitman's Josh a little bit like this Illinois. Well, like they are a they're they're coming in and they're changing stuff, and they, now there's a new sheriff in town, and so on. And this is how this works. And oftentimes it leads in it leads to drama like this, unless he can get it corralled under control. Contrast that with another school that just recently made an athletic director hire, Georgia. Georgia just made made that hire, and I think it will be interesting to contrast the strategies that each school took. Tennessee clearly took the, we need a big shakeup. We need something different. We need this guy that has succeeded elsewhere to come over here and fix all of the problems. Now he ends up bringing in his own coach. We'll see how all that works out. But contrast that to here. Clearly here, the idea is things are working out okay. Like things are working out okay here. We don't need to bring in someone that's going to come in and shake some up. Whether it was Danny White, whether it was uh, what's her name from Virginia, like we don't, there's no like we're going to keep the course here. It will be interesting to see over the next, I wouldn't even say next five years, but ten years to see how that works out on both sides because Tennessee clearly needed to fix something. Georgia decided it did not need to fix something. Um, And that's always a debate anytime you make a big hire is do we need to excavate this thing or do we need to just do mild change? And we will not know for 10 years. Right. Really, the question is, do you need to add a Lanai or do you want to renovate the halfback? Yeah. And, um, I I mean, Tennessee, of course, faces some structural problems that Georgia does not, uh, not the least of which is a radio host in Nashville. Um, 
but I, I think the other part that Georgia has going for it, and by the way, I, for, I think it bears mentioning that there were people that really wanted Danny White as 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 Georgia's AD. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I, I don't. I mean, I, that would be very out I, of character. I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad. Look, I'm very glad Broom's got it. But mm-hmm. if Danny White got it, I'd have been. All there, right? Yeah, I would um, definitely not have been like, well, never mind. I don't like Georgia sports anymore. Right, that's exactly right. <laughs> so, but you know, the, the structural problems Tennessee faces um, have to do. The, Georgia has the benefit of um, a, a natural talent base that Tennessee no longer has or no longer has access to. And frankly, that's what Josh Hopple faces on day one: is that they're getting out recruited by everybody in in, in, in Georgia and Alabama. They're getting recruit, out recruited by. North Carolina and Clemson in North Carolina and South Carolina. They're getting out recruited by uh, everybody in Florida, Kentucky, <laughs> uh, and and the areas north of them, and frankly, in their own state. And Tennessee doesn't even produce any talent, right? And what they do, I mean, they like like in, they have, in state. They have uh, yeah. a five star, or if they don't have a five star, they have ten four stars, right? Um, and those kids are going to play at Alabama and Georgia and Clemson and North Carolina and Kentucky. Uh, I did if, hear that Cade Mays is coming back next year. Unless you're Cade Mays. Um, but um, speaking of, you know what five and four equals? Nine. Nine. That's how many fingers his dad has. So um, I, I can't help myself, yeah. <laughs> frankly. That was, that, was, that one was too easy. I was, I was hoping you should have done, yes. done sub- subtraction. Yeah, I was hoping for a more circuitous route yeah. to that one. I, I, I was uh, waiting for the payoff, but not nine. <laughs> a sub- sub- subtraction of the senior level class at Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. And, we're, we're, um, all, we're all working ourselves in the game. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm off my game. Uh, but I can close a folding chair. And um, <laughs> there you go. That's good. That was good. So, See, thank that's, you. So, that's, but, the, but that's the, side. the other thing Tennessee is facing is that they still have a booster rebellion problem, right? Yeah. Is um, you know the, the now that the Browns are good, the owner of the Browns is back in like trying to meddle in Tennessee athletics. Um, and you know probably the best best thing that could have happened to Tennessee is the Browns staying bad, so he would worry with the Browns and not Tennessee. Um, I I. Josh Heupel is an interesting choice, right? Um, he he did really well with Scott Scott Frost's athletes, and Scott Frost mm-hmm. can't get athletes at Nebraska now. By the way, if you want to look at what Nebraska, Tennessee could be looking at in fifteen years, look to Lincoln. Um, I that, thought they were equivalent already. Well, I mean, I think that's. The I path. think Tennessee's hired one. I know. I think they are, which is a crazy thing to say. There's a non-zero chance Illinois is favored in their first game next year. Illinois, well, yeah, will probably that game's supposed to be in Ireland, but it may is probably end up being in Champagne because we're not going to be that normal that we can go play it. We go. I mean, it's totally normal for to Champagne for Illinois to play in Nebraska. <laughs> right. We're not. Uh, they're not ready to make that sort of trip yet. But if Nebraska, that's it's a week zero game. Yeah. That Nebraska at Illinois, there's a non-zero chance Illinois is favored in that game. Yeah. Can so. you imagine, like, Scott Frost in year three? Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. bad. That's bad. Yeah. So, I mean, but I think that's what Tennessee is facing. I mean, look, the, the bet Tennessee is making is that um, Danny White can continue to produce in the sports that they're pretty good at. Basketball is one of them. Uh, speaking of how did Georgia wind up having to go up there? It's COVID days, man. Uh, in basketball, Georgia has a, a – the schedule got changed around, so Georgia has yeah, to play They're down. losing by, like, 16 right now. Or they, they're playing in Knoxville right, right now. Right yeah. now. Yeah. So um, – so I better finish up my dissing of Tennessee, <laughs> uh, the great basketball school that they are. And um, so jo- the bet they're making with Josh Heupel is that he is uh, young enough and hip enough and can construct a, um, a staff that can basically get them back into their traditional recruiting areas, which would be Georgia, a- Atlanta. Like northwest Georgia. Right. At north- northwest Georgia and Atlanta. Uh, Western Tennessee. Um, a little bit in Kentucky and Southern Ohio, 
North Carolina, South Carolina. Well, I mean, think about when the Clawson brothers, they were going out to California to get guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, th- but that was when there was a whole brand. Sure. And then you throw in there what they did to their f- national champion winning quarterback, T. Martin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're just like unceremoniously. De- yeah. I mean, his contract expired. They didn't even tell him he was fired. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's I mean, like an it's, office space. It's like office space. It's like what they did with Milton. We fixed the problem. What do you mean you fixed the problem? And um, I, uh, I, it's like, this could come back and buy me. It absolutely could. Uh, but I am, I was a lot more worried about Tennessee under Jeremy Pruitt than I was under Josh Heupel. And we haven't even talked about money in a McDonald's bag yet. Right? <laughs> right. Is um, anything, are they going to get punished for that or put on probation? Uh, yeah, they're going to be so mad at Tennessee that they're going to put Long Beach State on probation. Um, the, I, I, yeah, I, I think something's coming out of that. Uh, there was a, a split zone duo. If you don't listen to that, you should. Uh, they had a, a, a reader question of actually about how it's done. Um, all, all three of them, Godfrey, um, Godfrey, Alex Kirshner, and Richard Johnson were incredulous that the idea of a McDonald's bag was actually used. And uh, to the point that, like, first off, no one actually hands out cashes and bag, cash and bags anymore. That's not, except for Mississippi. Um, second off, why, why would you use a McDonald's bag, right? But it's it's one of those things that's just it's just crazy enough that's got a ring of oh, truth to it. it I sticks. believe it. It, it sticks, yeah, right? I totally believe it. Right? It's like, it had been it's like, oh, there was a... A thousand dollar. There was a thousand dollar in uh, in hundies inside a coat pocket that you know alum gave away uh, at a coat drive, right? If you, hear, you hear that, you're like, yeah, that sounds it's right. It's just weird enough. It's just weird enough and specific enough. Yeah. Um, frankly, I you know, I, it's there's no telling with the NCAA, right, where this could go. Um, but the University of Tennessee felt like there was enough there after having an outside attorney, outside attorneys come and look at it, that they're willing to fight Jeremy Pruitt over his, they're willing to fight Jeremy Pruitt over his buyout over it and his staff, right? So look, if if they want this to go away quietly, the way you make it go away quietly is you pay Jeremy Pruitt, you pay the people and say, we've done it, and and you tell Pruitt, you're going to get blamed. We're going to do everything we can to protect you, Right. I mean, they didn't do that. Yeah, and like honestly, like, why would anyone want to go coach at Tennessee right now? Like, I mean, I understand right now you might because well, Josh, Josh Humble you, can tell you, you 4.5 million. Yeah, you're all athletic right? director, you think you have to cover right. you. But in no other situation would you like, like, oh, so you can sign this big long contract, you can give me as much money as you as you claim you're going to make. But if you're unhappy three years into my six-year deal, you'll just pin something on me and th- throw me out the door. What's the Kansas problem, right? I mean, Kansas literally went to the mats over David Beatty's contract over a, cr- a crappy, like, the same yeah. thing that happens to every other school. Like, yeah. some stupid somebody bought a book on the wrong account thing. And, um, yeah. It's, it's funny how no one wants to go coach there now. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be Tennessee having in that situation yeah. is, I don't know Dude. how Danny White fixes that. Yeah, they, they have some tough tough rowing you hate to see it happen to such good people right but when you look at it this way though your traditional cross-division rival alabama is on an unparalleled run even let's let's assume tomorrow we wake up tomorrow meaning whatever we're it's wednesday uh friday February something friday uh friday it's friday according <laughs> it's, to scott it is it is it is march 326 <laughs> yeah right uh podcast <laughs> co- podcast production date is friday so um even if Nick Saban retires tomorrow, it's hard to imagine Alabama. I mean, Alabama is likely 
to fall some. But if they fall some, what, they merely are in contention for the SEC every year? Yeah. Right. Worst case, they have they have Mike Price and who screws it up or yeah. I mean, yeah, and, then it, they, and then they bring and then they bring in uh, Urban Meyer, whoever the Urban Meyer equivalent. Yeah, is. yeah. Um, together. You know, I'm not sure Tennessee's in that place. We can't have. I mean, we we can't have a conversation about where Tennessee's going to go without discussing uh, Dan Mullen's continued insistence on pursuing every NFL job that comes along. Um, but sometimes in the face of reason. Right, sometimes in the face of reason. I mean, he hasn't humped a shark, but whatever. Um, does. But you know, there's, it's hard to see a situation where Georgia is going to like fade in the near future. I, I'm not saying we can't. I'm just saying it, it's hard to see. Right? If Kirby's smart, if everything blows up in the next three years, people are still going to want to be the co-chair. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going with this. People are going to want to be the co-chair. I mean, so basically you have Alabama, Georgia, Florida you have to play every year, who will always out-recruit you. No matter what you do, and then you throw in Kentucky, who might not out recruit you, but they certainly have a, a better and more proven coach than you have, and they know their lane and are actually doing a pretty good job of staying in it. And you know, on top of that, you play in the toughest conference in traditionally the toughest conference in college football. It's safe to say that last year might not have been that case. Um, it's hard to see where you get to the point where uh, where Tennessee people think they should be, which is competing for SEC and national championships. Yeah. Um, that's that's a really, really, really tall bar to jump over when you are already wearing weights around your ankles and you're 5'4". And Georgia's playing four teams, I think, this year, this coming football season with first-year head coaches. We've got Carolina, Auburn, and... Oh, yeah, I forgot about... Who's we the other one? We haven't talked about Brian Horson, so... Who's the um, fourth one? It's funny, no. uh, while, you, while you're looking, I mean, to me, this is the... Uh, Tennessee. We, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, them? This yeah. is why, this is the difference, this is why you could maybe argument that Nebraska is better, in a better position than Tennessee, because Nebraska doesn't have to play Florida and Georgia every year. Their division's better. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska's in the division with Wesconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue. Yeah. Like, you can handle that. Right. I mean, so, so yeah. Wisconsin's your traditional power there you have to face, and... Minnesota's resurgent-ish and and Iowa and Iowa and but you know it's an even year so I mean an odd year so Kurt France is going to do something stupid and the team's going to suck. Um, Tennessee's a tough job. It's a hard job. In the best case scenarios, yeah, it's a hard job, and they're not certainly. It's not nineteen ninety eight anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is going on? And then, so yeah, so yeah. let's let's take a split second and talk about Auburn. Um, yeah, mention. I, I'd like for you to t- touch on Auburn. Spend thirty seconds on uh, Shane Beamer and um, who's the other new coach that I said? Oh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Oh yeah. I mean, we already talked about him. That doesn't matter. If they just, I'm just glad we're playing them early in the season. That way they won't not show up. Right? Does that work? Does that work? <laughs> oh my gosh, Scott just jumped off the top rope. I mean, um, so it's going around. Yeah, I guess, I guess let's start with let's start with Vanderbilt. Um, I um, man, you were talking about hard jobs, and I I mean the good news about Vanderbilt is like. Vanderbilt is like I'm trying to think of good of analogies. It's it, obviously it's the worst job in Illinois, and I don't say that pejoratively. I'm just saying, uh, yeah. I mean, um, it's obviously a worse job than yeah. Illinois. Yeah, I think they made as it's good a worse a, job than Rutgers. Yeah, but I think they made the best possible hire. Right, a Vandy guy, which means they're going to give him a ton of leash. Apparently, a, a high character guy. Someone's going to be able to recruit players and understands what it's like to recruit nationally to a place that's hard to get into. Um, and um, they they get to keep um, 
they kind of get to keep their identity, defensive identity. I, I think in a couple of years they're going to be a tough to ta- tough to tangle with. Could still be a six and six team, but everybody's going to walk out of there like, God, I'm glad we don't have to play them again yeah. <laughs> this year. Which um, is, I think, the peak, right? That's why you want at Vanderbilt. Yeah, I mean, and then I the, mean that's how you build your resume to go somewhere right. else. The platonic, <laughs> the platonic ideal is you you beat you win your four games that you schedule, right? Your four whether by games or whatever you you play, uh, you win those four, and then. You beat whichever in the East are the crappiest, right? The two in the crappiest. That gets you in a bowl game, and you sneak up on somebody else, whether that's your Western Division cross, which is Mississippi, right? Or This year? No, every year. Who's their cross-division rival? Who? Vanderbilt. Vandy's. I don't know. I think it's Mississippi. Um, you, 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 know, you sneak up on them, or you sneak up on you know, some combination of Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee who's having a bad year or whatever, uh, and play in a – play in the Music City Bowl or you play in the, the Mayo uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl um, which gets me to Auburn if there's a if there's a head coaching hire that was baffling to me but has made some really good smart hires it's Brian Harson. we'll leave Mike Bobo out of this for a minute but getting Derek Mason to be your DC it's nice it was a great move on his part like when Dan Lanning was thinking when, when there was rumors of Dan Lanning going to Texas I was like somebody please get Derek Mason on the phone because he can coach my team anytime. Mm-hmm. Defensive coordinator, absolutely can. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Auburn handles, uh, how Harson handles the being second in the state after being the top in his entire region of the, the country for a while. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw the picture Bunky Perkins tweeted Dude. yesterday. Uh, I saw it. What? I didn't see it. What was it? So it was it was basically Brian Harson's family, and this is the direct. Uh, it's close. I can get the direct quote that Bunky put, which is, "What in the progressive Bible church hell is this?" or something like that. And it literally did look like, it did look like it was. Um, to me, it looked like a wrestling promoter and his family. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It was um, like a Paul Bearer. It, no, like a, no. 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 It looked like. Um, a lot of pleather on the ladies, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah, I, I, I no, guess the best way to put it is no, it looked like a cross between um, a bullpen reliever, like a high-paid reliever's family. If you were to combine them with um, reality TV stars. Yeah, reality I, TV, like like housewives of, uh, you know, Real Auburn. housewives <laughs> of Fayetteville. Um, yeah, Fayetteville. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was a lot. Um, yeah. It stopped the scroll for me. Let's put yeah. it that way. Stop the scroll. That's a great way of putting it. Um, Bucky Perkins tweets a lot. It's going to take me a while. To this find guy, this. he is he's a genius too. It was an interesting entree, right? I mean, you think of you think of Boise State coach, understated, kind of. <laughs> no, sir. This was not. Um, so from left to right, you had Brosif with a beard, <laughs> untucked shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, his lady friend, sure, wife, whatever. Uh, pleather, okay, pleather high heels, oh tight fitting shirt. <laughs> Coach Harson, his wife. Um, oh my goodness! Somebody that looked like might have just joined the family picture because she oh, the got the right, a good yeah, offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the on the right is the son. It's like Todd from um, Wedding Crashers. It's like this does not fit with this family. Yeah, it's like. That, that, it's like you know, he spends the whole time eye rolling. It's like, guys, I just want to get good a good grades and go to Notre Dame. That was kind of the look. Um, it was <laughs> a lot. This is pretty wonderful, yeah. right? Right. It was the most Auburn crap I've seen this year. Yeah, he's a fit. He's a fit. <laughs> That's where I was going with this. It's like, oh my god, they found the perfect coach and they just fell backwards into him. Oh my goodness, um, the 
beard on the... Oh, wow. This yeah. is some serious business. And Shane Beamer. They're going to have good special teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he might have to coach all the positions, too, because he, he keeps losing assistant coaches to other programs. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. it's a hard sell getting people to go to Columbia. I-20 doesn't like to go to Columbia. Yeah. That's a good point. Just a, it's just another good reminder that like stability is good. Stability is good. Stability is good. Being Which the is place, why I like Maker's Mark. Being the place, yeah. Being the, being the place where Agent Muschamp is like, I'll go re-establish my value here rather than a uh, oh wow when break glass in case of emergency <laughs> and bring in Muschamp. Uh, it's a much better place to be there than than, than the than the latter. So uh, I didn't listen to anything about or really read anything about uh, the second signing day, the one that used to be the yeah. signing days of all signing days. Yeah, nobody, was there one? Yeah. Did it's anything like happen nah, significant like, for Georgia? Like few, but uh, like, yeah, we we got a, I think we got a, a couple of guys that we couple were four stars. We we missed out yeah. on yet another five star. We got a guy named Bear. Yeah, hey, I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, I, we did miss out. We were in the like class two for a guy that from Tallahassee. They ended up going to Alabama. I know that's a shock. Uh, Alabama apparently had 27 or 8 or 9 people in their signing class, and Georgia didn't have a 21 or 2. Everybody's like, oh, George, Kirby's slipping, only finished third or fourth. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's not but 20 guys. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think it's worth talking about Gunnar Stockton. Uh, that flipping that was a big flip. South Carolina to, to Georgia. I mean, his brother. Do you think Kirby can manage the one-year difference better next year um, than he did a couple years ago? I, I think the way you framed it is the way a lot of people are going to write that story for a couple of years. Um, it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, if I were going to Stockton, I would totally have not gone there. Like I have, like I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean any offense to, like I'm not saying that Georgia is not a great place to go, but like there's a, like a lot of people in front of you, <laughs> and, and like you, and I understand. I'm sure Kirby sells as like we come here and we compete, and he's a good recruiter, so it gets you fired up to like go do it. But, like, also, if you want, you can go to South Carolina and probably start next year. Well, I think I think the proliferation of high-level quarterbacks transferring and starting helps in that regard, right? If for some for – like, Gunnar Stockton comes to Georgia, right? And he doesn't snip the field for two years. He can always transfer, especially if – Yeah, but he can go somewhere else and snip the field for two years right, and then transfer if but, he wants to. That's sure. literally what just happened to Georgia's quarterback. Sure. <laughs> um, I, I, I could – I see what you're saying. I can yeah. make a good argument that that part of what you sell to a quarterback like Gunnar Stockton is, come here, there's going to be no pressure on you to lead the team your first season. You will get a chance to compete, but understand, you know you're going to be behind. But you beat out Vandergriff, you're going to be my starter. Like, I'm not afraid to do that. Yeah, or I can go to South Carolina, or <laughs> I can go in somewhere else, start for two years, do okay, but maybe it doesn't go as well as I want, but I still have all the physical gifts, like, say, JT Daniels, and then if I need someone, if someone needs me, when someone leaves like I don't expect them to, I can go there. Yeah, say, I, yeah, say JT Daniels is, like, Heisman season, which could very well happen. And Vandergriff doesn't see the field. He redshirts. And then Stockton and Vandergriff are basically the same class. I don't think – I mean, I think there's a possibility that Vandergriff redshirts and still, still sees the field a lot. Um, oh, play four games? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mean, I think I, that's or, fine. Yeah. yeah. But um, it just – it seems to me like I, – I, I, again, I – I understand what I want everyone to go to Georgia. I like Georgia. I vote for that team. But at a certain level, if you're like a 
Like, I think for that idea, like, yeah, you can compete and make it. That's true. You can also go somewhere else, play, and then if you're really good, you could just go to Georgia your junior or senior year if they need you. That strikes me as a more logical way to go about this. Or you could come to Georgia for a couple of years and then transfer to Illinois. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's happening everywhere. It's happening. I everywhere. see your point. It, you, you, you make it's it a new world. I mean, it, it really is, is. and we're still getting. It's still in the infancies of this whole transfer. And you know, the good thing is, like now, if you hear someone transfers, I don't, I don't care anymore. Three, yeah. four years ago, I would have been like, what, oh, what? Yeah, they, they need to block that. And yeah, yeah. now it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, which yeah. I think it should be. I, and I sure. think this is a yeah. this is a positive progression. I, I agree. I don't think there's any question about it. I, coaches still hate it, but I think also the smart coaches are like, they might hate it, but they know you how You learn to works. game the system. Yeah, you know how this yeah. works. Well, game, work. I think it's a better <laughs> Work. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, actually, we talked about Split Zone Duo. They talked about Jake Spavital at Texas State. They signed no one this, this process. And they, they, they spent the entire time talking about that and what that means without actually bringing up one very important thing. None of their guys have to progress. You get the kids. Uh, that's right. Yeah. There's, I mean, they literally have. You lose nothing, especially yeah. if three quarters or more of your team decides. You know what? We don't have to reclassify. We're going to still be freshmen, but you have two years of experience now. Mm-hmm. So, is, um, there, are there, is there any news on Georgia players mm-hmm. that could or should have left but decided to hang around another year? I, I think the there's no news. Um, although the people that count noses still say they were at 87, so expect some melt. A melt's the right. The right but time. you can go over if it's one of the seniors. Yes, you, you can. Yeah. Well, yes, you can if it's one of the but seniors. But you can't go bring in, like, 30 freshmen. Well, or, I, like, 50. Like, you can't just be like, oh, well, we've got all these numbers. Yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to say you can't go over. I, I still think you're stuck at 85. I think the seniors don't count against those numbers. If, okay. if they're but a sixth. Ev- but everybody else does. Right, but I still think right. we're at 87, not right. counting. Right. Right. the. I think we have like seven or eight guys that stuck around that would be classified as seniors. So is Josh Heupel going to have to coach Garantano again? Well, I he, imagine. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, is he still there? I mean, he didn't get traded to the Rams, did he? Um, I don't know. Tyler Bray's not there anymore with his back tattoo. Ooh, it's news to me. Cool. It's nice to be talking about this stuff. It's yeah, just so much fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm already making up. One schedule. thing I did notice, and I haven't dug or done any digging on this, but uh, Georgia baseball is projected as a three seed in the NCAA tournament. Which is lower than what I thought. Yeah. I, I was looking at the, They're not ranked in the top 25 yeah. because they, they lost. Um, gosh, now I'm, I'm blanking on it. It was that. an unfortunate year for them. To, yeah. Because they were yeah. they were rocking and rolling. Oh, last year would have been. Yeah. Yeah. I, who's yeah. the number one pick? The, the, I, Hancock. It's a, yeah. Huh? Hancock. Hancock. Emerson Hancock. And then. Um, the other guy. The other guy. Uh, gosh. I mean, I mean, seriously, when you don't have sports. It's a long pandemic. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't even wrap college baseball around my head but i'm sh- i think they start like next week yeah I think or Evansville? this weekend i think it's yeah oh yeah the, the fight naces i think they are letting some fans in the stands are they I think they are i mean if they're, yeah, letting, you, if they're letting people in a segment yeah you've like, been yeah. to basketball yeah actually you were at the last minute uh i was at kentucky game kentucky if you, game, if you yeah. watch the video uh that georgia put uh, up rooms you, running uh, you were right there right? yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i was out you can if you look at the the video that georgia put uh on uh, their twitter of him making the shot the close-up you can see me and william jumping up and down in the background uh it was a uh that was a it, it's weird because like 
I've been waiting for Georgia to be Kentucky since I moved here. I've been to so many close calls. The great, the, my favorite is the game that Yante Maiden got hurt at the beginning of the game, and Georgia still God, almost fought all the way back to win that game. Passes off in that game. Just uh, Frazier was the man in that game, and, uh, and they still lost that one. They won this one, but Kentucky is horrible. This I year. don't care. We Kentucky, beat Kentucky. Yeah, they did. You shut they your did. Mouth. They did. Um, Georgia. Uh, I do not think that um, Georgia's been better has, has a better record this year than I would have thought. I still. I think it speaks well to Crean in that they um, are competing and fighting hard, even though, I mean, they're 500, they're about to lose tonight, but they're 500 until this game, almost 500 until this game, even though they are, they have nobody that can shoot, no big guys, which is super hard to win in college basketball if you don't have either one of those things. Um, But I think that Crean has, I I think after next year's going to be a huge year for him. Because I think that uh, they're better than they were when they had the number one pick in the draft, who is a potential rookie of the year candidate in the NBA this year. He's blowing up. So man. that's a good. I, he's still inefficient. Like I think there's there's a lot of work to to be done there. But I certainly think that. Uh, I mean, he's not. He hasn't. He's not. He hasn't. Um, um, what uh, was the guy that uh, that Cleveland uh, Bennett? He's not. Uh, he's not Anthony Bennett. Who's an obvious flop first round pick immediately. <clears throat> Yeah. He's obviously not that. And so, he's played much better the past couple, three weeks. He's been good. I mean, yeah. he's, he's obviously talented, and yeah. people, no one's worried about him. And that, and Georgia lost that guy and have a better record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even though they are so, they also lost Hammonds. Like, they, have, they are so much less talented than they were last year, but they have a better record. I think that speaks well to Crean. Now you have to get talent. But uh, the games are fun. I, I have to say, I've, I've said this before, I find those games safer than going to the grocery store. Like those games are like it's just there's just it's just there's nobody around you at all the entire game and masks are strictly enforced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I encourage uh, you went to a game right? Did yeah, you know yeah, yeah. They, they are, are strictly enforced. They are strictly see. He's kind of chuckling about like I don't think I think they're being that silly, but I love that they're strictly enforced for those. Games. Yeah, I mean, you let have... people inside for an indoor event. You should strictly enforce the mask. Yeah, and I mean, they the do. Campus has a mask policy. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't. I've not been to a basketball game. A, a friend offered a ticket Saturday night and I already had we'd already had made plans for the evening so I couldn't go uh, but you know one of the things that that struck me is that as well as they did, as good as they did and as well as the the whole atmosphere sounded at, at Sanford uh, they're almost mimicking that at least for the TV broadcast yeah. at Stegman right like, I watched the Kentucky-Duke game. I mean, I'm sorry, Duke-North Carolina game afterwards because I love college basketball. Um, and the thing that struck me about that game, the same thing that struck me about so many other games, is just like the sounds are like watching practice, right? You can hear them calling plays. You can hear them calling cuts. You can hear them calling, like, all just all the stuff. You can stuff. hear Bruce Pearl scream for two and a half hours. Yeah, you can hear Bruce, Bruce mm-hmm. Pearl scream for two and a half hours. You can hear, you know, Mike Krzyzewski use cuss words. And um, by the way, he's like he's almost like Picasso with cuss words. He is really impressive. Very underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's almost as if he's Bobby Knight's protege. Almost. <laughs> he has a better PR dude. He does. Um, so you know, it it is interesting, and it's going to be even more. I'm I'm interested to see how the see how the NCAA tournament goes. Well, you're probably going to the national championship. I'm, I'm or not. Final Four. They, they, they actually just put out their media, their, their media policies. They're letting some media in, but I think it's like Matt Norlander will be there. Well, of course, Norlander and Gary Parish will be there, but I think people that don't cover college basketball full time yeah. won't be there. I'm a little disappointed. I, I was hoping they would, I, frankly, I would, 
probably go. Um, there, there are fan. There are going to be some fans at the game. Yeah, I, I, I'm, it's uh, first Lucas off, Oil. First and, off, they're not playing. They're not playing the national championship game at Hinkle, which I think is a disaster. Right. Uh, I think they should be. No, I don't think there'll be fans of the games at Hinkle. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, Hinkle is where Butler plays and is uh, it's a classic, one of the, right. is one of the classic old school gems. It's up there with the Palestra and um, yeah, it's just it's just a beautiful place to watch basketball. Um, but having said all of that, um, I'm a little disappointed that that you know I, if you've never been to the Final Four, it's such a fantastic time. Uh, this will be the first year in eight years I've missed it. And oh it wow! Is, yeah. It is. It is. It is. The World Series is my favorite, but Final Four is second. Like yeah. Final Four is so fun, and every time I've been there, I've imagined what it would be like if Illinois or Georgia would be there because it's just. Like, I remember going with the year that Wisconsin was there, and J.J. Yeah. Watt and his brother were all, like, in the fan section with the students. Yeah. Just having a blast. It just really becomes, like, Bill Murray went when Illinois was there and sat with the Illinois students. Like, it's just like, it's this, it is it is the, like... Auburn thought they won, and they didn't. Yeah, that was awesome, Which too. Which was also awesome. <laughs> yes, it was. And I mean, so, the, the only time I've been the Final Four was when Butler was in it, where they yeah. beat uh, Michigan State, and then... Came with a Nats hair Duke. beating dude oh in two thousand ten. Would have been the greatest uh, moment in, in. It would have been, literally. It, it would have been, been the greatest sports yeah. moment of yeah. uh, in a long, long time. Yeah, um, we did not. I, I I came really close to getting tickets for my wife to go to Houston for Butler UConn. I'm glad I didn't because they set basketball back thirty years. Yeah. Uh, the Butler's year. bad this year. Butler's not great. Yeah, uh, which is hard because normally I have Butler to fall back on. Um, and Indiana's not good, and it's hard for me to root for Indiana. Y'all don't tell my in laws. They'll make, um, the tournament. they'll make the tournament, though. They'll make the tournament, but I'm... They're I'm not st- the number six team in the country. I'm, I'm secretly rooting for uh, I'm secretly rooting for Illinois to continue to get better. The number which six they, team in the country. Which number they have six, been, right? Most right, they're, they're like three or four in the net. They, um, uh, they're four in the net, yeah. They, they're they, rocking it right now. Illinois had, is really good right is, now. Uh, did I see that Alabama's... Like slated for a one seed, uh, they were and then they lost a couple. They lost to Missouri, and they lost to Missouri, and they lost to Texas. Yeah, they're so likely they to. And Georgia yeah. still has to play them. Yeah, they got a tough ending. Georgia, yeah. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia, it's 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 not going to end well for Georgia. Yeah. But like, it's been a better year than I thought they would have. So yeah, That's I mean, look, Georgia has a very good possibility of fin- finishing with a winning record. Yeah, which, which is, is more than I thought they would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they beat Kentucky, and that is not nothing. that is something. That is yeah. not nothing, even in a bad year. Uh, I guess, like, last thing, I mean, did y'all see the Super Bowl? You like <laughs> yes. it? Did that happen? Yes. It was oh, kind of boring. Yeah. This is my first Super Bowl at home. I felt bad. My my, I got to finally, I'm, again, I've been not been in the Super Bowl in six, seven years. And so my, William was so happy to get to sit and watch the game with me. And we're all like, great, it was awesome. And then by the third quarter, he was, like, slouching on the couch. Yeah. I mean, already goes even sleep. the commercials weren't that God, good. Yeah. That, the book. I did like John Travolta commercial. The good, the good commercials were in the second half. I thought. Yeah. I thought the uh, the uh, Timote Chalamet yeah. uh, Edward commercial was fine. I, I think the only the only commercial in the first half that I really liked was the GM commercial with Will Ferrell going to fight mm-hmm. Norway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was okay uh, and, and Drake from State Farm is the best possible use for Drake in my mind. <laughs> Um, so it's also made me feel better, like because every time I watch those State Farm ads with that guy that Drake was the stand-in for, I'm like, that guy is unnecessarily buff. Yeah, for uh, for yeah. a State Farm ad, yeah. I yeah. always think that. Yeah, so screw I'm that guy. And then you saw him sitting next to Drake. And it's like, okay, Drake just looks kind of silly. That guy looks like fit. Drake yeah. looks like there's too much going on. Yeah, boy, he's Canadian. And um, it's true, it's exchange rate. How'd you like <laughs> flat Matthew McConaughey? I did not like that. Really, uh, I thought that was clever. I um. You pay Matt McConaughey for all that money, and this is what you get. So, 
It but, does feel like like Matthew McConaughey is like a unique American character to just have him like do sight gags in a vending machine seemed a waste of Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it felt a little bit like uh, like in Amy Adams to do that commercial. Like even <laughs> like like the Lincoln ads were over the top and silly, but they were also like Matthew McConaughey being like, yeah, they, this they is look, an American thing. Yeah, they look like understand. a perfume ad for cars. And so that's like, exactly right. And whereas this is just like, oh, he's just yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, sounds like, like he just got him stoned at like the right time. And right? then you know, in January, uh, flat. in January wow, we had. Uh, I did not think of the synergy there. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. In January we had Bernie and his mittens, and now February yeah. we have the weekend. I mean, for the God. meme. I mean, it, it's like you you know, in two weeks your 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 parents are going to send you a meme of the weekend. And you're like, hey, that happened two weeks ago. I mean, yeah, my, my wife got one of Bernie. Yeah, from, like, the cat zoom is wonderful. Yeah, my wife got a, a text from her mom with like a Bernie meme and yeah. like last night. Like, <laughs> hey, check this out. Oh wow! You know, oh, yeah. speaking of exchange like, rates, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's fine. I think the the weekend thing is a great example of I am too old to recognize when a meme is happening because I watched <laughs> that at halftime and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting, and then just didn't think about it again. And then by like ten minutes later, it was just this massive meme that was everywhere. I just can't I can't recognize memes. I I don't know when they're happening. Though I did know the cat Zoom thing, the cat lawyer Zoom thing was going to be huge the minute I saw it. It was hard. I had that texted to me within twenty minutes of it happening. Oh, live. It's I pretty mean, wonderful. It was so you put a filter on. I didn't. I, saw, I read. It, but it's I didn't pretty wonderful. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty wonderful. There, he, the, the, the attorney is there a video hearing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, I got It's see pretty it. wonderful. Had it a is. cat in his face was a cat, mm-hmm. and the best part <laughs> is the eyes. Pay attention to the eyes. He when didn't you know. It, he's like, um, "Your Honor, I'm ready to proceed. I'm obviously not a cat." It's very is is a well done beautiful. Is a well done. And and the attorney obviously was on the Today Show today, and he's. You know, sixty years old and wears a cowboy hat. Yeah, and it's just every is everything you can possibly hope it would be. You know, I'm just disappointed that uh, the Bucks beat the Saints thirty to twenty because had they scored one more point, they would have scored thirty one points in all of their playoff games versus Washington, New Orleans, Green Bay, and the Chiefs. Yeah. And those are the kind of things. I look. I love the idea that they played nothing but road games until the Super Bowl. True, yeah. <laughs> and they played in their stadium. Yeah, that's first what I mean. team ever to do yeah, that. That's, that's yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that the Super Bowl had all to make it. It felt so much like a dad blame Alabama national championship game, right? Where they just like yeah. they had them solved from the first play, and there was nothing they could do. I mean, the Honey Badger had a rough night. They sat okay. on the second half. I'm not sure that holding call was right, but yeah, it looked that, it looked like it was uncatchable. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about the one in the end zone? The the yeah no the one where he intercepted the pass. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah well, all yeah there were a lot of calls there that were like, yeah. huh, that's an interesting call, man. Penn Wager is having a night. Um, but it's frustrating too because like this, the whole Brady Mahomes thing, like the. Buccaneers did not win because of Brady, and the Chiefs did not lose because of Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. And the, the yeah, uh, the Chiefs' offensive line was on like their backups, and it was pretty garbage. That dude, know. that and I, it's so frustrating because also that like in any other context, remember that that play where Mahomes is fu- literally yes, like, if he would have just caught, oh my and God. He just caught the ball. That's one of the most amazing plays I've ever seen. The yeah, Super Bowl. <laughs> how are you supposed to catch the ball when you literally don't see the ball until it's <laughs> It was pretty awesome. I like, mean, Mahomes I mean, is just unreal. <laughs> like he really is. And the thing, the thing about Mahomes though is that like. This is why Brady is so amazing. Is Mahomes is doing all this because a he's a great player, but b his athleticism is just through the roof. The things he's able to do, is he going to be able to do those things after getting hit for six years? Like this is the Brady thing. This is this is why this whole idea that like there's going to be an I would I personally think that Brady is doing is like bonds. 
Like Brady is doing things that just won't be caught, <laughs> and I, mean, I, I, I really fair. do believe that because yeah. I think, and, this, and I think it's not entirely because of that. Like, also nobody hits sixty homers anymore. Like, yeah. no one's going to catch Bonds because of of the era he played in. But uh, and quarterbacks are just not; they don't make quarterbacks like like Brady anymore. They don't protect them like that anymore. Yeah, especially like now, early in their career. Yeah, like now. But if Brady, like like now, Mahomes can't get to where Brady is at forty three because he'll have the crap beaten out of him. Remember when? Cam Newton was going to be the next roundup in this, and then he got the crap beat out of him for like three or four years, and then he couldn't do it anymore. This is why we're about Kyler Murray, to be entirely uh-huh. honest. And Baker Mayfield. Yeah, so yeah. like this is like I just don't think like there is another Brady. Like I like I know that Brady's a polarizing guy, and a lot of people don't like him, and I get it. But like Brady is doing stuff that I don't think I, he's Cy Young. Yeah, like I honestly do yeah. believe he's Cy Young. But uh, by the way. It's okay to think Brady's awful and also respect what he's doing because I don't. Yeah, I do also don't like, even think he's awful. I think I pull I for like him. I think all, I pull for him just because he's freaking forty three years old yeah. and I, I I like Brady. I also don't even don't worry. He went to Michigan. I feel like I need to I give can't. like a politics alert. I also do not think that if you're one of those people that hate Brady because he was a big Trump supporter, he's not. He had a hat in his locker run yeah. time, I don't, and yeah. then never gave an answer. Like maybe you can argue he should have repudiated him. Yeah, but he's Tom Brady. Tom Brady has no. Is not going to repudiate or support anyone. He's yeah. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got his own uh, did you see his clip today after the boat? How drunk he was! Yeah, when they threw the <laughs> when good they, for him, man. I know. When they, <laughs> threw they threw the Super Bowl yeah, trophy. From Brady to Gronk, well, you run a pick on Gronk. Of course, he's going to catch it. But um, I mean, to be fair, Brady like eats nothing but like little pea pods. Uh, every I mean, year. like just wave a glass of wine under his nose. And he's, oh yeah, he's I, I, but I gotta admit, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm be like, a, if I ever went, if I were one of those guys, I'd be like, I'm checking. I would, I'd have a ten day bender. Oh, yeah. Literally would. That's I what mean, hockey players do. Well, he's on yeah. day one after seeing the video today. <laughs> yeah. hey, good, good. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, mean, honestly, yeah. I think it's yeah. great. I think it's great. One last thing about the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, Kevin Mays was happy about the number of points the Chiefs scored. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that'll work. That'll work. That's it. That's right. that's the. That's anything the else? We have, do we have trivia nah, or anything? That's it. Nah. Trivia. We're not going to talk about uniforms or anything. No. So that's okay. This, we we don't yeah, work ourselves. Yeah, pump the. You know, yeah. we got to pump the brakes. You know, get the choke. Well, I mean, we do have G Day scheduled. Although it's it's hard to imagine it's going to be. I, what day is it? Seventeenth of April. Yeah, I just don't think we're going to have tailgating. I just I think it's they uh, they've already said they're probably going to figure out a way to ticket it um, so they can keep the number of people down. I'm going to go to the assumption that everybody just like they're going to get through this school year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they're going to see even if, even if things are safer in mid to late April, which. I think an argument could, could be, be made ish. that, like, especially if Johnson, look, Johnson, Johnson, Johnson comes, Johnson comes in. I think, I think I'm, I, I mean, whatever your age you're in, if Johnson Johnson comes in, I think anyone that wants a vaccine can get one is going to get yeah. one by the end of April. Yeah, I think, that's and right. uh, maybe even before. Yeah, and and for the record, please everybody get vaccines. Yeah, get um, your vaccine, yeah. dude. But uh, but but that said, even if things are like a, a definitively better in April, I just don't. Yeah. Think the university is going to put themselves in a situation to push that if they if they want to build up for the fall. Yeah, but we are progressing towards something close to normal in the sports world, right? Baseball looks like it probably is going to happen. Brave signed gonna, Ozuna. Yeah, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I think there's going to be fans at a lot more stadiums than there were last year. Yeah, like the Cardinals are selling. The Cardinals had no fans last year. Yeah, and I mean, no team had fans during the regular season. The Braves had like Something. their they, they had their uh, Cho- the, the chop, chop house. house. Yeah, the chop yeah. house. But I think you're gonna like 
The Braves are selling season tickets right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like so are the Cardinals. Like, the Mets aren't, and the Phillies aren't, but, uh, the, but teams in states that are more amenable to that idea are selling season tickets. Uh, and that's before you even know what's going to go with vaccines. I think baseball, I mean, they're going to have the All-Star Games in Atlanta this year. And uh, oh. don't forget that. And so I think you're going to see baseball looking more that's a, normal quicker than people think. That's a bucket list thing for me, too, man. I might have to see about that. I, will, I would not be the least bit surprised if those stands are allowed to be full. I went the to the game. one that was at Turner Field when that they be, honored Pete Rose. Oh, that, that one. 2000. I don't remember. Like seven. No, no, was that, eight or nine? It was a long time that ago. That was the one. No, I was working at the Sporting News then because that was the one they interviewed him. Yeah. They Jim Gray. Jim Gray. Yeah. No, it was, no, it was, it was in the 90s. 97. 97. Yeah. Okay. And, Are you there? Uh, was, I was not there. I was working for the Sporting News, uh-huh. and I was a very low-level employee there. And I was very disappointed because someone sent out an email to the whole staff saying, if you believe that what Jim Gray did was cruel to Pete Rose, sign our petition. And I was like a 22. I think I was 22. But I was, I, I, I was so full of piss and vinegar. I was like, just for the record, I think that was journalistically – to like uh, people that have been there for 50 oh, years. Wow. And I'm just like, just for the record, I think that was – because of course I'm that type of asshole that would do that when I was 22. And uh, I was like, that was journalistically sound. They were correct. And, also, uh, and, and I would expect every journalist here to ask those questions or they're not real, real journalists. <laughs> I'm sure they're like – it was funny how I never got promoted after that. Uh, but, uh, but nevertheless – I mean I'm I think the there. response was – yeah, like, right, oh, yeah. look, Johnny Jerkoff over here feels like uh, he's got an opinion. Uh, yeah. get, what, what's, what's can we the, have some uh, coffee, please? Yeah, get a little hair on your pickle before you really come up and uh, start feeling like you can have a little uncle thing to say. Yeah. Get a little hair on your pickle before you get start talking about this stuff. It was as hot as Austin P during that All-Star. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, it was I it was about that. the Austin P Georgia game back in 2019 or 2018. Yeah, it was no, that hot. Uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah. That was hot. That was hot. Yeah. yeah. So, we, we had our friends from Buffalo at that game. Yeah. Said, not, you have wow. to forgive us. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to. Uh, well, eventually have to have a, a bucket list conversation. Uh, I used to really want to go to the Super Bowl, but I'm not paying thirty eight hundred dollars unless I win the lottery. Um, but the the All Star Game is definitely on on the list. Like I'm making plans for road trips in sports this year. Like we oh, yeah. and I are taking our yearly Bush Stadium trip this year. Yeah, like and and to me, if you look at the schedule and see a road game. Like, oh, I, I to, think you can make the plans. Like, it's all the other possible. I go to I go to Vanderbilt and Tennessee, yeah, and, and I'll score all I, Tennessee. I think you can make plans yeah. for this stuff yeah. this year. I really do. And, and, I, I, and even places like New York, I think the Yankees and Mets are going to have fans by this yeah. summer. And I could and I like could that. even see going to see the Braves play at, at Dodger Stadium. I've never, I've never been to a baseball game at Dodger Stadium. Man, with the Dodgers signing Bauer, I mean, they're the prohibitive, yeah, prohibitive well, I would favorite. Rather, I'm so glad they signed him and the Mets didn't. Though. Yeah, I know. That makes, I that know. Makes, but man, they've got Bauer everything. can only pitch one game in a series, maybe two, but seven games. Right, he did. Yeah, it was just, it was amazing how what he did against the Braves in that playoff game, and then the Braves ended up winning in what yeah. 19 innings. Yeah. one. It was one nothing. It was. That was I was crazy. at that game. That was oh. Crazy. So. Well, it's just good to be back with you guys. guys. Yeah, no, this is very, very normal and civilized. Um, and thank you all of you that listened to our ramblings. Uh, sorry that we uh, we, we needed this, this. We needed to take yeah, some. Did, take some I didn't know you could send makers mark through the mail. I mean, I guess that's, I'm, my no, no, no. I assume it was an unmarked package. Cool, <laughs> it was. Cool. It was in a Walmart uh, box. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Just, it is coming uh, in handy. In this yeah, it moment. definitely is coming in handy. Uh, Shannon, Shannon, thank you. We appreciate you doing that for us uh, because we need it. Because 
Um, all right, well, it's, and I'll say also, I can tell the the weather is different because I haven't heard any crickets or no. uh, or, or dogs, dogs or anything. No. They're all they're all put to bed. No, yeah, put to bed. Good. good. That's, that's that's nice of you to bed them each individually mm-hmm. and tuck them all in. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we, we will. I, let's get back sooner rather than later, so we can get back to a sense of normalcy. But uh, if I, I, I'm imploring uh, optimism for everyone, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like the world's going to be okay. Uh, maybe I'm just saying that because my kids are finally getting back to school. <laughs> I should get out of my house. Um, <laughs> otherwise, uh, hey everybody, uh, good to see you, and uh, go dogs, go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. We should be back with another episode sometime in March. And until then, you can tweet our show at WSLS Podcast. And that's about it. Hope to see you all on campus in person tailgating this fall. And as always, go dogs.